0: You can change the world it's your choice one mic one voice you can change the world it's your choice one mic one voice you can change the world it's your choice one One mic one voice welcome to the one mic one voice show building the collective conscious show that's created to give space where your voice ideas and informed opinions can be heard appreciated and debated. I am Michael Eric Owens. Yeah, this is my show. Yeah. My studio. I had to do it all myself, folks. That's okay. We keep this train moving on down the road. I'm glad you could be here with me today on this chilly, chilly sort of day. It's not too bad. You know, I'm from the Midwest, so I should be used to this type of weather, but Folks, once you get out of it, you know, you get, as they say, you get kind of (laughs) soft. I hope you had a great holiday. Um, You know, we uh, are still um, locked down, as they say, Uh, some of us. I mean, there are some people out here carrying on as if things are normal and they're not normal. And, And I just, you know. What has come to mind this over the course of this, I guess, past month or so? Uh, it's been a month since the election, and I must admit, um, I'm I'm really discouraged by the lack of um, social justice engagement and convert- conversation. Uh, Matter of fact, this podcast is titled Social Justice Anyone. It's a question. Social Justice Anyone. Since the election of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, I see less and less engagement surrounding social justice on social media and the mainstream media. Less and less of it. Seems like it's disappeared. Has the presidential victory of Biden changed anything? Now, again, I, I don't want to seem like I'm raining on anyone's parade. But, folks, we have to stay awake. We have to stay engaged. You see, nothing has changed yet. Um, do I remain optimistic? Well, you know, I, I'm. I have to, you know. While I breathe, I hope. Uh, South Carolina's motto, which I love, but think about it. At the at the current moment, uh, the one term president, the OTP, um, is actively trying to overturn the election. Has been for a month. And 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 where's the where where where's the the outrage? that we saw during the summer of protests. He's actively trying to overturn that. Do you know since 2015, fatal shootings of Black Americans remain it remains the same. Nothing has changed. And the fact that some of you have um some of you have have, have seemed to think we we've had a victory have, have civilian attitudes or behavior toward black and brown people changed? Since the election, black men have been killed. Uh, did you hear about this guy, Aiden Ellison, this 19-year-old kid in Oregon? He was playing his music, and this 47-year-old guy, I won't even mention his name because he's not worth giving air to, but he shot him and killed him. Imagine that. This just happened over Thanksgiving. You see, we, we it, it takes more than simply marching or being outraged. You see, when, when, when the lights and the cameras are there, I mean, it's easy. It's easy to be engaged. It's easy to see the wrong and the ills of America when it comes to social justice. It's easy. But when the cameras go away, the lights go dim. Who is still there? That's the question. Who is still there? And many of us are not there. You you know this. Almost 75 million people voted for the one-term president, the OTP. Nearly 75 million million and say thousand 75 million people and 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 during this time period you know i was listening to a british scholar and he was talking about how you know he took a stab at the electoral college which uh i'm right there with him but he said there's no other democracy on the planet that allows for this extended period of time from the election to the inauguration. And he said, just think about the damage Trump can do. Okay. So he is currently the OTP dismantling our government institutions from the military to national security agencies to environment regulations. And the experts say, these are the people that know, how difficult these things can be. They say it will take years, if not more, to undo the damage that this man is doing in the weeks before he make his exit. But we're quiet. But we've went back to our own little comfortable lives. Well, some of us don't have that luxury to go back to our own comfortable lives some of us were born to be part of the fight this man is dismantling the government as we speak they said he's raised over what 207 million dollars through this campaign or legal challenge that he but he can use the money for anything I want to go back for a second to this almost 75 million people. What can we determine about these individuals? See, what people would like for you to think is that, yeah, I simply voted for him because the economy. Oh, I like the fact that he protects Christianity. Christianity. Folks, those are code phrases for seven key things that I'm going to give you. When someone says that they voted for him for whatever reason they give you. that That is. Code language. And so you can decipher through the code. Let me give you a description and blueprint. Now, see, people are going to get mad at me because they're going to say, now, listen, I'm not racist, and I don't. If you put someone in power that has racist views, a demagogue, don't you bear some of that responsibility? Maybe it is you that should clear your name. Maybe it is you that should dispel this characterization I'm about to give right now. Maybe that's not up to me. I mean, you you, you want me to give you the benefit of the doubt. I mean, isn't that, you know, well, you know, I I have my right to vote. Yeah, you have your right to vote for whoever you want to vote for. That's That's a democracy. But that doesn't make it right. That doesn't make it wise. That doesn't mean you're not a bigot or a racist. Doesn't mean that. A xenophobe doesn't mean any of that. And so maybe if you are upset at me, maybe you should clarify. But don't give me those excuses about the economy. Because if you cared about the economy, you would care about the virus. Because the virus has struck a blow to the economy, but you still went out and voted for him. 75 million people almost voted for this man. So listen what can we determine about them well, let me give you seven things number 1 they have no problem with the direction of this country think about that to put him back in office you are saying you have no problem <laughs> with what's going on are you kidding me you can you can turn a blind eye to the pain to the heartache, to the suffering of human beings. You can turn away from that and vote for this man. You have no problem with the direction of the country, no problem with, with the over-policing of our communities, no problem with the, the high unemployment rate, no problem with the death rate of black and brown people, no problem because you like the direction of this country. Number 2. They have no serious issue with misinformation as long as it benefits them. In other words, you don't care about truth. This man lies every time he opens up his mouth. And you put him in office. How do you justify that? Many of you are running around here talking about you know Jesus. Many of you uh, are this Sunday. Some of you are, are watching. You're probably watching your your service on on uh, the internet. Or some of you, uh, as at Victory Church in Tulsa, we're, we're go go into the house, and you say you praise Him, but you don't care about truth. Didn't He call Himself the Truth? But you don't care. Okay. Okay. Number three, they don't care about racism or social justice. Those 75 almost million people do not care about racism and social justice. You can't. You can't vote for a person that says there's no systemic racism whatsoever. That justifies every police killing of black and brown bodies and say you care about social justice. You can't. You can't do that. Number four, they give little or no thought to the suffering of people who don't look like them. Well, we call that empathy, they have no empathy. You said, well, hold on, Mike, you, you, you paint a, a dark picture. Yes, I am because he's a dark man. So you see, you see, it's not just the thing about the one term president. It's not just to say that he has poor leadership or, or that he's not a people's person. You know, you can, you can say that about some leaders out there. They leadership style is just not my style or you could say you know what you know he his his agenda is just different no he's evil and i don't say that lightly but he's an evil person he's not a good person he's not a good human being when you don't care about the least among us you're not a human being if you can't emphasize or or, or or empathize, I mean with people, if you can't envision yourself in their suffering, you're not a good person. He's a narcissist, he's a sociopath, he's a demigod. He's a terrible human being and it, I don't I take no pleasure in describing this man like that but i didn't i didn't i didn't write it i didn't do the blueprint of who this person is this is what he has shown us and for those of you who support him you support this you can you can try to you know make up all of these different excuses for him but this man is 70-some years old, and if you if you don't think a person that's 70-some years old should be able to speak their own mind, and that, that I don't know, uh, again, uh, I know they're on a different universe because they are. Number five, they don't care about children being put in cages. This is the group that talks so much about we need to get rid of abortion. Talks so much about life, the right to life. So much about the sanctity of life, but you don't care about Children being separated from their parents, put in cages. You don't care. Why? Because you voted in the man that called for it. Yes, that's what your vote was for. Remember, I want to keep things the same way. I want to continue on this path. You didn't vote and tell him to change. You didn't vote and say, I want him to do something different. You didn't vote and say, I want him to tell the truth for the next four years. You didn't do that. You voted and you said, this is what I want. Kids. Yeah. You know, I I wonder, I say, you know, how can, how, how can they not have a problem with that? But then I realized they're immigrants. And they're black and brown. And then it's, 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 it falls right in with their narrative, with the theme, right? That yes, I'm concerned about life, but not really black life. Not really brown life. Well, I'm not really concerned about LGBTQ plus life. I'm concerned about heterosexual white life folks if if we have learned anything if we've learned anything is that we can't we we, we can't dance around this issue any longer I, I ask you to question social justice anyone who is still in the fight who is still having the passion and the commitment where are you because it seems when the cameras and the lights are gone now guess what You go back. Yeah. But those of us who remain, right, we're trying to awaken you again because somehow your wokeness, uh, I'm going to talk about that here in a minute. Let's go on. Number six, they don't care about the 270,000 COVID-19 deaths. But they call themselves patriots. You know, a true patriot is someone that fights alongside their fellow citizen. They help. They support. They don't turn their back on their fellow citizen. These people huh? that call themselves patriots could care less. I mean, I've I've heard some of the most horrid excuses about people. You know, well, they had a precondition, condition exi- existing condition. Well, I guess they deserve to die then. I, you know, I mean, if 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 you had cancer and you got COVID, I guess you deserve to die. And they're thinking, right? Oh, oh, he had you know he had high blood pressure and diabetes, so you know, oh, of course, then he deserved to die then, right? I mean, you know. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like that like that's an excuse. I just man. I mean, what is going on in in their universe? And you know I, I did the podcast. I, I really encourage you to go listen to um America's first political cult. I do. And folks, do me a favor. Hit the subscribe button down there. Hit the notification so that you can get the latest and the greatest from the One Mic, One Voice show. And number seven, let's wind this thing up. Number seven, they care more about their personal freedom. Personal freedom. It's kind of a weird way of putting it. My personal freedom. At the expense of others by refusing and politicizing the wearing a mask. I just, you know, um, this is when America becomes such a silly country. Such an immature country. When it comes to guns and now masks. So Immature that we can't even have a discussion because the OTP politicized the mass early on, made it a sign of weakness. And so his followers don't wear it, right? And those of us who believe in science, in modern medicine, in the experts, We wear them and somehow this idea of my personal freedom that if I have to wear a mask somehow you're infringing upon me when it's the patriotic thing to do. It's protect yourself and your fellow citizen. But no, no, Folks who voted for this man could care less about your safety, my safety. They can wrap it up any way they want to. They can, they can give you excuses. They, they can lay it out to you any way they want to. The bottom line is they don't care. Again, we have to start having real conversations I hear all this talk about, well, you know, we need to compromise. We need to. Can you compromise when there is no truth? Can you compromise when there is no agreed upon facts? Is it possible to compromise when I say, you know what, it's raining outside? and You say, no, it's not. I said, let's put the car up because a storm is coming. You said, no, the storm is not coming. Can we reach common ground when we can't agree on a certain set of facts? The whole notion of being able to work with them is the height of ignorance and foolishness. You can't. And this is real talk. So if we want to be serious about changing this country, you have to change the country with folks that are open to change. You know, I I, I won't go into detail, but I, I you know, I was on a, in a meeting and this particular individual talking about um, systemic racism, and this person is a sheriff. I won't say what city he's in um, yet but he, he, he his statement was that systemic racism is ridiculous doesn't exist and he emphasized the word ridiculous and I thought I can't let that go by and my comment was to him is that how can we solve a problem when you think that Systemic racism doesn't even exist. Now, if you would say that I don't necessarily believe it exists, but I'm willing to examine it and have a discussion, it's ridiculous. I told him his comment was offensive. And if you being a leader would not even acknowledge that even having a conversation about it, change will never, never come. Folks, social justice, anyone? Listen, we're going to take a break. Um, Man, maybe I need to get up and move a little bit. It says circulation is good for the body and for the brain. We'll be right back. this is michael eric owens host of the one mic one voice show i want to give a shout out to all of our listeners all across the globe thank you for your undivided attention and for your conversation you can catch us every sunday on youtube twelve thirty p.m central standard time and you can also catch us on podbeam stitcher spotify itunes on any one of those lovely wonderful podcasting platforms you love to listen to please always remember you can change the world it's your choice So this is America. So again, I simply ask the question, social justice, anyone? (laughs) Has the injustice of black and brown LGBTQ plus communities vanished from social media platforms? In the mainstream media? Why? Why? You see, the conversation in the job ahead of us is too difficult. Many don't have the heart or the will. Yeah. They don't have it. Sad but true. Definitely. This requires more than what people thought they had signed up for. It's much easier to go back into your normal lives and talk about and post selfies and do all that. It's more easy than to stay in the battle. (laughs) This begs another question. Have you allowed for these platforms, these social media and the mainstream media to shape or in some cases tell you how to view the world? and this is what is most dangerous is that the only reason you are motivated is because you saw brother George Floyd. Let me repeat The only reason you are motivated is because you saw brother George Floyd, because you saw his life snuffed out. That's the only reason why you're motivated. You see the problem with that is it was probably the most grotesque thing that a human being could witness and it produces this visceral act, right? This response. But what about lynchings that you haven't seen? What about those ex-slaves that was put in that convict leasing system that worked day and night, and many died? What about those sharecroppers that were working that land and were swindled and had nothing for their family when the season, after the harvest came in? What about that black person that was told, get to the back of the bus? What about that humiliation that I had to get my food from the back? What about that fountain that I looked at that I was forbidden to drink from, or that bathroom that I couldn't go into? What about those schools that I looked at and I saw all those white children going to that I was not allowed to go to? Hmm. What about those dogs being sicked on those, sicked on those um, civil rights workers? Those children. What about the the, the bomb that killed those? Beautiful girls in the church. All the church burnings. What about Mother Manuel when Dylan Roof went in there and sat in Bible study and then murdered all of them? What about Michael Brown, Trayvon Martin, Walter Scott? The list goes on and on. Breonna Taylor, Quan McDonald. The list goes on and on. You see, this is not about one incident. It's not a time stamp. This is about generations, generations of black and brown people. What about the Trail of Tears? the native folks were kicked off their land heading to Oklahoma the land run when you took land from them what about when you drilled on their sacred grounds you see it's not about one incident it's about generations of suffering it's about Being born a slave and dying a slave. Yeah. Mm. So what's shaping your commitment? You see, many of you don't have the knowledge to know how deep it hurts. To understand how deep the trauma goes. You don't have it. And many of you will be overwhelmed by it. This you know, so you run. The first opportunity. The first opportunity to put it aside. America puts it aside. Hmm. Is it important only because you saw You saw a tweet, a post, (laughs) you read about it. You see, I was criticized by an individual. And don't get me wrong, I, 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 I welcome criticism. I don't, I don't. I have no problem with criticism. But This person criticized me because I didn't go to one of the protest rallies. The person said that they thought better of me that I was a leader. I don't know where they got that from, but they said I was a leader. And uh, by example, I needed to be there. And because I was not going to be there, they think differently of me. Let's examine that for a moment. First of all, I have the right to go where I want to go. Just like everybody else. Right? Right? This person assumed that I had an obligation to live up to their view of me. <laughs> they don't even know me, really. But they feel like I, I, I'm i obligated to live up to their view of me. Yet they know very little about me. Furthermore, my value was only if I lived up to their expectation. Hmm. That doesn't seem a little paternalistic. Um, Yeah. As long as you do what I think you should do. And, you know, and I told this person, I said, okay, let's do this. Why don't you go and, you know, protest and show your outrage. But when the protest stops, And the crowds don't gather anymore. Where will you be? I will still be here. I have attended more protests and rallies than most. But beyond that, I have advocated for social justice and social equality for over two decades. I've written about it, lectured about it, taught about it, marched about it, and given more speeches than I can even recall. For what? For the liberation of black and brown people. I'm still here. I'm still in the struggle. I didn't miss a beat. The media doesn't shape my reality. I don't need to see Brother George Floyd to know that black men are dying. I don't need to hear or read about these things. Want to know why? Because I have experienced those things. I know them to be real. I have seen them. I have been a witness to them. (sighs) Lastly, do we think for a second that the criticism matters to anyone in this struggle? You can't be committed to this struggle without realizing you're going to be criticized on either side and that's the problem that's the problem with many folks now because they can't have these conversations with their family because their family will be critical right they might lose daddy's love or daddy's financial support right or they might get daddy's disapproval or mommy's disapproval where is your commitment is your commitment so fragile that the very first opportunity of a sign of victory, that you put your battle gear away? As you say, we, it's over. Things are going to change now. What has changed? What has changed? Right? Nothing has changed. In addition to the one term president, the following things are happening in our country right now. Number one, police budgets are getting increased. The whole defund the police movement has been. It's been crushed. Budgets are being increased all over the country. Congress. Won't agree on a stimulus bill. Okay, and, and some of the communities that are hurt most are black and brown communities. Small businesses. Number three, Republicans gain seats in the House and might even keep control of the Senate. This is happening right now Why some of us are celebrating, while some of us are saying Think, change is here. Things are going to be different now. What is different? Tell me. Because these things are happening right now. Number four, the Supreme Court and federal judges around the country are stacked with a conservative majority. That's now. They said this one-term president is appointing as many judges as he can as he exits. Mm. This is happening right now. Only 25 Republicans have acknowledged Biden's victory. Only 25 out of the House, in the Senate. Wow. Number six, the virus is killing more black and brown people than any other racial group. This is happening now. It's happening now. Number seven, and black men are still being murdered by police officers. Still happening, what do we have to celebrate? Hmm? I mean i I remember a story uh, from the good book my father used to call it. This man was very wealthy, and this man had built for himself, you know, his self, many, many barns and so forth. And he said, I'm going to drink and be merry. In other words, I'm going to celebrate. But the good book says, thy food, your soul is required of you tonight. What is my point? My point is we cannot wait This is our moment, our time. We cannot wait for another George Floyd. We cannot wait for another Breonna Taylor. We cannot wait. We cannot be reactive. We have to be proactive. We have to stay engaged. But many of you don't understand that. I I, I get that. I get that. Because you have somehow self-proclaimed yourself an activist and a leader but you have no direction you have no knowledge you have no you 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 have no strategy because what you you simply seize the moment you were happy that the camera was in your grill and you just seized the moment but now that the camera is gone you're standing there lost and your efforts have changed nothing. Again, you've heard me say it before. Outrage and passion would only carry you so far. This is a life journey. This is not something you you jump in and you jump out of. This is not something because my friends are involved in it. I'm involved. This is personal. You are committed yourself to the social justice and equality of people in this country that deserve to be treated as human. I ask you today to return to this commitment. Maybe we call it your first love. You remember that first love? (laughs) Yeah, return to your first love this social justice return to that passion, that outrage, but return to it because you are committed for the long haul. I hear how young people, I want committed young people. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not interested in an event. I'm interested in a journey. It is not about protests. Matter of fact, a protest is a reaction. It's not being proactive. To stay engaged and at a moment express your outrage. It's okay to be outraged at moments, but that's not, that's not the foundation. The foundation is our belief in equality for everyone. Everyone, equal access for everyone to education, to an economic future, to opportunity for everyone. Not just some, but everyone. Hmm. But some of us have been lulled to sleep. We're out. We're on the couch. We had too much to drink. We just we're gone. They didn't got us drunk and you know by <laughs> Biden's election. It's got us drunk. Yeah. We laid out. The the room is spinning. And we just want to stay there. We don't want to get back up because it's too hard but I thought you were woke. Isn't that what you said? You said, I'm woke now. Well, show me your wokeness. Show me your tenacity. Show me your commitment. Show me. Because I've been here before. I've been here before. I don't need you to continue on. While I desire for you to be with me, there's strength in numbers. I don't need you because regardless of what's the level of your commitment is, that doesn't matter to me. I'm in the struggle, been in the struggle, won't leave the struggle until we have defeated this thing called injustice. I don't. I don't have to be called woke. I don't need a trendy term to describe my commitment because I have been laboring, as I mentioned, for over two decades. Social justice, anyone? History will speak of us. Somewhere In the distant future, a scribe will reach down deep into the archives of our time, and what will she find? Will she discover that we overcame our differences? Will she find that out of many we became one? Will she find that we solved nothing and remain a divided peoples? Yes, history will speak of us. All we gotta do is work together We gotta raise our children better We gotta stop the hate, stop the hate And spread the love One mic, one voice You can change the world, it's your choice One mic, one voice You can change the world, it's your choice One mic, one voice Change the world, sure choice. One voice. One, mic, one voice, you can change the world, sure choice. choice. Thank you for downloading the One Mike, One Voice Show. Take a moment and subscribe and share. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, or any other podcasting platform. Thank you for your continued support and for your voice. You can change the world. It's your choice. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed on the One Mic, One Voice show are not the views, thoughts, and opinions of our sponsors.